0: Hello, listeners!
1: Hey there, John!
0: Hey, Ian! Uh, listeners, um, Ian and I are actually uh, recording on the same mic now, so you may have difficulty
1: uh, telling us apart. Yeah, I think that I'm actually, I've sort of become uh, John when I got this microphone in the mail. Um, yeah, so, so it's a whole new Ian. The way that I sound right now, it's like, it's out of this world, John, you wouldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I can't wait to listen to the episode later. I'm sure it's going to be incredible. Um, I, I might get confused about who's who now that we're
1: on the same budget microphone. Mm-hmm. The same? Well, I, I would say it is. It is like maybe a step above a budget microphone because this was like you know a cool thirty-five bucks, John. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty
0: pretty high end.
1: Mm-hmm. You put some both of our mics together. That's seventy bucks. Wow, get yourself a triple a game for that, and you have ten bucks left over to go see a movie. Maybe you got the special edition, oh my goodness, John Well...
0: not like the ultimate special edition, but the like kind of special special edition, like maybe a color one that gives you
1: like in a cardboard box as opposed to just yeah like it, maybe box. you have
0: like a uh, a poster and like two downloadable costumes
1: mm. I always liked posters because especially the way that. I feel, you know, sort of the games industry often does them. And then in general, they're just basically normal-sized pieces of paper. It's just sort of (laughs) a printout, like a high-quality printout.
0: Yeah, in a lot of cases, that is true.
1: Mm -hmm. I guess, though, they're they're better than digital downloads. Because really, like, a digital download is just nothing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Costumes can be pretty exciting, depending on the game and quality of the costumes. I mean, just look at Overwatch. Like... When when they have special costumes available, uh, people play, like put in like five times as much game time, and will also put in money just for like the chance of getting a special costume.
1: Now it's funny that you sort of mentioned putting in game time and putting in money as the same thing, because in a sense you are right in that they're both resources that you are spending to achieve some sort of objective. Well, I, no, I am not saying that they're the same thing.
0: I am just saying that people will like, do both of those, sti- like, in response to the same stimulus. Like, it's not that they are having some sort of special event that makes the game more exciting so people are playing more.
1: hmm well, That's um, exactly my point. My point is that people are playing more, not because they enjoy the game more necessarily, but in order to achieve some end, right? The end, in this case, being right. getting a costume. But that's sort of interesting, isn't it? Because the whole point that you get a game is for it to be enjoyable. <laughs> And so the fact I mean, I, like, that, like, there are games I where think
0: that these are people who enjoy the game and would be playing it anyway. It's just that they're playing it more because of this added incentive.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm just they're saying squeezing it's sort of as much time that, in as they can. In a sense, like, a Hearthstone is an example. Like, you can either pay money to just avoid playing the game, <laughs> or you can play the game it's just I don't know. There's there's just something. No, it. I, I think I think
0: Hearthstone is a different kind of beast uh, in that. Like I, I think putting in some amount of money does improve your enjoyment of the game. I'm not speaking from personal experience. I have never put any money into that game. Mm-hmm. And you've um, never enjoyed that game. So uh, <laughs> very consistent. But like it certainly at this has gotten to a point now where. Um, Because I've never put money into the game, and because I don't play enough to have, like, unlocked a lot of cards through that means either, um, I do feel that I am at a major disadvantage against the other shitty players that I play against. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they have put money into the game, and so their decks are just... Like, the the cards that they have access to are just strictly better than the ones that I have access to.
1: Like, you've got an Elven Archer, and they've got, like, just an Elven Archer again, but it's a 2-2.
0: Exactly. And it costs $50. They have an <laughs> elven army. It's a it's a one cost uh you win the game, elven army.
1: Wow. That is good yeah, game to play out it. there. It really is. Also I've got a um, fun treat for you, John. Yeah. Oh. That I'm just noticing now. Um Okay. My computer is doing that fun thing again where it varies what the recording volume is.
0: Oh, that's fun. And
1: so I'm going to uh, le- be, like, wildly louder at different points than others.
0: Okay. That's less of a concern to me than the one time that somehow our recordings ended up being at, like, different paces. <laughs> so, like, so, like, I wow, synced so it, it up at the 1. beginning. Yeah, I I don't know why, but, like, I synced it up at the beginning, and then, like, five minutes later they were out of sync. So then I, like, synced that up again, and then five minutes later it was out of sync. And so I just had to, like cut that episode in a bunch of places and resync it. Um this is the same episode where my fire alarm went off, so it was like already kind of a, a mess. But that just made it really a hassle to edit. Hmm. It was only the one time it only happened the one time and I, I don't know why, but I'm hoping it doesn't happen again.
1: Well so maybe I I won't hit the like uh, one point one time speed anymore. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, so this time Um, you just have to worry about me sometimes being incredibly loud.
0: Yeah. Well, that's actually not too difficult for me to work out. Um, I mean, that's, like, a a problem even without technical issues, just because, uh, you know, our speaking volume varies so much. And so there's, like, a couple of things I do to kind of level or even it out a little bit.
1: Okay. Um, The
0: only problem that—or the only thing that's really an issue with regards to volume is if you're, like, peaking— consistently, because then even once it, I sort of level it out, uh, you still can hear the kind of, like, the static sound that you get when you peak the microphone, mm. um, so that's unpleasant.
1: Okay. Oh, well, you know, I, I do, since we have the same microphone, you know the options that I have available to me. I can do the, uh, this, like, minus 10 thing and see what that does. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I... I have both of my sliders uh slid over to the right side. I don't remember what the bottom one does, but the
1: bottom one is base reduction. Oh, okay.
0: So if you were so wondering, does why that mean you I have bass reduction so on or off?
1: Yeah, so right now <laughs> you've just got no base, John. It's it's like I'm speaking uh, to a chipmunk. I don't know.
0: I might have to adjust that for future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, Well, we should uh, get to the Indulgence Corner. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's going to be a short short Indulgence Corner this week. Uh, We don't have any new ratings or reviews on iTunes, uh, and no new emails. Um, There is uh, one um, tweet that I believe I forgot to mention when it was first tweeted at us. Um, It was quite a while ago, but um, uh, Odin's Bitch Classiest Miracle. I forgot which one came first. Which was, Uh yeah, I think it's Odin's bitch at classiest miracle. Uh did um tweet a another tweet at us. Uh it was from Abstract bot at abstract ASMR. Uh and it is a title that I can only assume was generated by some type of uh Artificial intelligence. ASMR robot. Neural network, perhaps. Oh, yeah, uh, And so the title of this uh, unfortunately fictitious ASMR video is ASMR, Horticulture Roleplay with an Amphibious Friend.
1: <laughs> and then in
0: parentheses, Whispering, Telekinesis, Psionics. Uh, now
1: those are some interesting triggers right there. Um,
0: they really are, but also just—I I especially want to focus on the horticultural role play with an amphibious friend because yeah. that sounds amazing. I really want to watch that ASMR video. Who do
1: you think the amphibious friend is? Um,
0: I don't know. I my mind went to frog, um, some kind of frog, but I—I I don't know. I—I I don't know too specifically. Mm-hmm. Could be Kermit, perhaps. Kermit. Is
1: Kermit I was an an initially just.
0: What is Kermit an amphibian? He is a frog, so yeah. But he's like he's fuzzy, right? I mean, I I guess yeah. If you want to focus on the fact that he's a puppet,
1: Mm -hmm. well, I mean, how else would you describe Kermit John? As a frog, he's Kermit the Frog. It's in his name. Well, yeah, he's Kermit the Frog, and and you know, I'm Ian Fox, but that doesn't mean that I'm a fox, John. (laughs) That's a name. (laughs) i am say is you look at like that because you know imagine that you are a biologist of some sort and you are you are mm-hmm. classifying Kermit the Frog as an animal. Like what what are the distinguishing characteristics of Kermit the Frog? Um, he is made of felt. <laughs> um, no functioning organs. <laughs> only animate when controlled by another person. Mm-hmm. Um, has a larval stage as a tadpole, probably. I I just... I'm just assuming here. Um, So, like, it seems like only one of those things really classifies him as a frog.
0: Um, I I suppose. Um... I don't know. I... I would... uh, I personally have always been under the belief... I've always believed that Kermit is a frog. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I believe that uh, many people would agree with me. Uh, So, I, I think... You know, if you just want to spit on the memory of Jim Henson and say that he wasn't a frog, then, you know, that's your right to do that. But, um, you know, just, just be aware that you're being very disrespectful to Kermit I, and I feel Jim like Henson you're being and all of to their Henson. millions of fans.
1: Because, like, like, if Jim Henson would not be a very impressive guy, right, if he actually just went out and found these living creatures and enslaved them for the purposes <laughs> of, like, some sort of production... Like I think the impressive. No, part I'm saying Henson that Jim should... Henson brought Kermit to life, so Jim Henson was a frog no no, no, no,
0: it's sort of a, a all powerful being really
1: okay, okay, well, it's not all powerful but certainly very powerful,
0: mm.
1: but not powerful enough to stop his own death, eh ironic, isn't it yeah
0: <laughs> 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 you threw that ironic, isn't it in before I could uh Make some comment. Yours is better than mine. I was just going to strictly name the uh, Jedi in question, but uh, I I appreciate the subtlety there. Yeah.
1: Ah, John, let me tell you. Ever since the whole Reddit r slash place thing, I just can't stop (laughs) thinking about that coffee pasta. (laughs) I I think that that was like a thing before that. It certainly was, but but I was not aware of it.
0: Yeah, that that is what brought it to Well, that's what brought it to your attention, and that was what then brought it to my attention. Although then, since then, I've started seeing it all over the place. Yeah. It's just so it is really good. so dumb.
1: (laughs) Ironic, isn't it?
0: I know, the part that gets me the most is when he's like, oh, no, it's not a, a story that the Jedi would tell you. But, like, I feel like it's very much a story the Jedi would tell you. Like, it's very much a cautionary tale. It's like, oh, yeah, see, the Sith Lord, like... He thought he was all-powerful, but nope. Couldn't stop his own death. Well, I don't got really killed know by his own apprentice.
1: That's, I think that's my favorite thing about it. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it has the, the point of it is, so you've got this Sith, Dark, Dark Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> and uh, he was very powerful or something. Um, but then... He became so powerful, the only thing he was afraid of was losing his power. Which eventually, of course, he did. <laughs> Unfortunately, he told his apprentice everything he knew, but his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Like, what's... <laughs> <laughs> So, did he, did he just, like, lost all of his powers and then got killed in his sleep? Or he got killed in his... I don't know. Maybe
0: he. I, I kind of was under. I kind of thought maybe he lost his powers because he was killed? But it probably does make more sense. Well, no, it doesn't really make sense either way. It's a dumb story. It's a dumb story. But, I don't know, the fact that the Jedi wouldn't tell you that story is the part that really gets me the most.
1: Well, the Jedi, John, it's this one weird trick to stop <laughs> the loved ones from dying. The <laughs> Jedis hate him. They hate Darth Plagueis the Wise.
0: Uh, oh, and then uh, the other, uh, re- returning to the Indulgence Corner, the other thing that I really wanted to share with you is we have a new follower.
1: Oh, shit.
0: Our new follower, Ian, is Laptop Lifestyle, at <laughs> la- Laptop Lifestyle, with a one in place of the E for the but <laughs> <laughs> oh. what, what I really like about this is that in none of my tweets did I make any reference to Laptop Lifestyle. Well,
1: the name of our I, episode was Laptop Lifestyle, right?
0: It was the name of the episode, but... Like I, I didn't sit, have the name of the tweet in the episode. I just tweeted, like, a link to our episode, which is called "Laptop Lifestyle." Uh, laptop Lifestyle. So, like,
1: What's, well, like give me the rundown on Laptop Lifestyle's sort of Twitter history. Um. Well, so uh, the thing that I, I kind of want to focus on is,
0: they're they're following. So, so when I first saw that they had tweeted a or like followed us, I thought, wow, they've got some sort of like real, uh, I guess, like in-depth bot here that kind of tracks down any loose reference
1: to Laptop Lifestyle that is made in any kind of tweet. So Uh, at Laptop Lifestyle 1, Laptop Lifestyle Academy has been helping newbies make money online. How can we help you?
0: Well, but, but so, again, going back to this this idea that I had that like they have a bot that tracks down and follows anyone who makes any kind of reference to laptop lifestyle. Um, you know, that that sort of made sense given that they had found us based on our tweet with a link to our episode where, in which we made fun of the term laptop lifestyle, but they, they're only following 4,242
1: people. I mean, maybe laptop Which, lifestyle isn't a, a common thing to talk about. Yeah, I, I guess. It's this sort was, of a unique phrase. It,
0: it, it is. It is a very unusual phrase. But I, I am amazed that they found us so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it was even twenty-four hours. They they followed us almost immediately. I don't think they listened to our episode though. Uh, given that the we, we didn't really talk about them, we just kind of made fun of the phrase laptop lifestyle yeah, was,
1: if anything it was sort of anti-laptop lifestyle if i'm <laughs> yeah. correctly. So like we definitely almost... threw
0: some shade at the term
1: i'm seeing if they what? like retweeted our tweet or something
0: I was, probably no i i don't believe so they just you know they just followed us
1: they're they're active on twitter and seemingly they do not have great brand engagement, because I'm not seeing many likes or follows on their tweets. They do have <laughs> 1,433 followers, though, so. Which is kind of funny for
0: something that purports to, like, teach you... Well, it says learn how to make money online. Um, uh-huh. It doesn't look like, at least based on their Twitter account, it doesn't look like they're doing a great job of it themselves.
1: Well, you know, John, we don't know. Maybe their bank accounts are just full. Activity report. Maybe. Drill down to see what is actually happening with your site or product. Hashtag internet marketing. That's a hashtag that I want to see more of. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm, I'm scrolling through hashtag, um, hashtag internet marketing right now. Mm-hmm. I've already seen two word clouds, so I'd call <laughs> this a big success. <laughs> All right. Um,
0: oh, so... In the spirit of uh, trying to keep things shorter, in the spirit of trying to keep it tight, mm-hmm. as Austin Creed would say, um, maybe we should move on from
1: The Indulgence Corner. That sounds good. And you know what that means, John. You do. It means that it's time for The Indulgences Corner. Um, so, as always, on The Indulgences Corner, we're reading The Seven Secrets to a Successful Podcast by Yaro Starak. But it's not actually by Yaro Starock. I think. It's by... Um, it's by Tony Chamba Mwangi Njanga, um, filling in for Yaro Starak, as always. And <laughs> last week we, <laughs> last week we, um, read the first secret to a successful podcast, the number one secret to a successful okay. podcast, You Must Own Your Podcast. And we determined, um, that we owned our podcast well enough, I think. <laughs> so that was probably not the secret that we're missing. Um... Here's the second secret, John, and I think this one really okay. might be what separates the, um, the wheat from... The chaff. I was going to say chaff, but is that right? I think that's how the phrase well, like, goes. I that's the phrase, but what's the chaff of wheat? Is I, that like just little the... hay bits and whatnot, or...?
0: Sure. I don't know anything about chaff. And I know very little about wheat. It's not important. Let's move on. Let's we're move trying on. to keep it tight, Let's and we're tr- not we're, doing a good job. We're
1: keeping it tight, John. The number two. This number two secret is the best of the best. Um, this tip descended from the host of the Thunder Show, Gary Vaynerchuk, which is he's a personal inspiration for me. Um, the host of the Thunder Show, and he says, "You've got to have the chops." This isn't a particularly popular thing to say in this world, where every marketer and guru wants us to believe that we can all be the absolute best at everything. You must choose an area where you can win. No, scratch that. Not just win, but absolutely dominate. <laughs> After all, don't we have enough mediocre podcasts around? It must be an area that you are passionate about engaging in, um, leverages your strengths, and where mm. you bring things to the table that no one else can. If you start out not knowing... Where you can be preeminent, that's fine. But make sure your end goal is to be on top of a mountain. Um, so what I like about this secret is, first off, we're very, very clearly not fulfilling it. Um, uh, yeah, I disagree. Okay, so you think, I think that if we we've have made it
0: clear week after week that you are very passionate about ASMR? That's a great point. There's John.
1: there's nothing
0: more exciting to you than ASMR.
1: Mm-hmm. I wake up every day and I jump out of bed at three in the morning. And I just scream out loud, I want to watch more ASMR. (laughs) And my roommates don't like it, and I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like the life that I lead, John, but I can't help myself. (laughs) And then I'll sit down, John. I'll start watching ASMR videos until noon. Um, Then I go into the office where I do um, 30 minutes of work interspersed with six hours of watching more ASMR videos. Come back home, watch another six or seven hours of ASMR videos, and go to bed at, like, you know, one. Mm -hmm. So that's the life that I lead, Chop. I've got the chops. You sure do. Um,
0: And I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who has read more articles about ASMR than we have. Which is a great segue into our main quest. But it's not time for the main quest. It's a wasted segue. It we would be a great
1: segue. It would be. Yeah, I, I was going to say, wow, you were committed to keeping it tight there. But
0: No, it, uh, unless you have anything else to say about uh, the Indulgences Corner, I think it's time to move on to the side quests. I've got a couple of important things to say.
1: Um, <laughs> okay. The first important thing is, so when I said the, the actual tip from, which has descended from host of the, quotes, host of the Thunder Show. Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't what is the Thunder Show, John?
0: I have no idea.
1: I'm Google the Thunder Show real quick. <laughs> okay. But also because host of the like host of is also um in quotes. So it appears to be a YouTube series. <laughs> um so actually I think that this is not the Thunder Show. Because this Thunder Show appears to be some sort of war game simulator. <laughs> Um, and I don't see that it's related to Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> um, yes. So that's one important thing about this. The next important thing, John, is that the actual quote you've got to have the chops is not normal text embedded in the article. It is instead part of a very small, incredibly rectangular image. <laughs> like it's, it's just it's it's bizarre. It's like a big motivational poster. <laughs> Except they cropped it to be just like a little view slit, and also the text is really small. Ian, what?
0: You're the person who has somewhere to be, and you're taking the time to Google search. Uh, fuck! I already forgot what it's called. It's the the Thunder, Thunder something. Show, the Thunder Show, and nitpick this weird image on this like John,
1: weird blog post John, you're reading. What? Was the secret that we, we just went over. We've got to have the chops, John. How are we going to demonstrate to our dedicated listeners that we have the chops <laughs> unless we bring them the full and complete story? And that includes talking about <laughs> this weird image that introduced the quote, we've got to have the chops.
0: All right, I'm going to move on to side quests now. Um, I had a couple tr- things I wanted to talk about. I'm going to skip to the two that are most important. Okay. Um, so, I watched... the f- I watched the first ASMR video that both triggered ASMR for me and that I did not
1: like. Oh, interesting. Um, so, sort of like, a, like you couldn't help it, but it triggered ASMR. I mean, it's not that it... It's not that I couldn't help
0: it, like, like the fact that I disliked it and the fact that i figured ASMR were kind of independent. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's called uh, Twintastic ASMR Close-Up Ear Nomming Whispers and Kisses with a uh, little uh, kissy mouth emoji, or not kissy mouth, just sort of like heavily lipsticked, very full lips emoji. Um, by the one lillium ASMR. Excuse me. Uh, so this, it's like, so I, so it did trigger ASMR for me. It was very binaural. Um, it had a lot of very up close whispering, like definitely had like all of the triggers that work for me. Um, what I didn't like about it is, I don't know, I think there's a couple of things uh, One is, I think there might have just been like a little bit of an Uncanny Valley sort of thing uh, Because she um, used sort of a, a she, she duplicated herself She used sort of like a, a green screen effect And I think just recorded this video twice sitting on each side of the screen Ooh, So it's two of the same person
1: Is it like um, some sort of weird forced 3D perspective thing? Or there's just two of them and they're sort of talking to each other
0: No, it's just, it's just this one woman, it's just two of her. Um, like, and she's got one of those 3DO, which is the microphone with the ears on each side. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a great microphone, by the way. I, a lot of my favorite videos use it. Um, it's very effective. But, like, she's just, like, did, like, one recording where she was, like, sitting on one side of it and one recording where she was sitting on the other side. And for the most part, like, she's not really interacting, like, with herself, just kind of, like, each side is interacting with a different ear. Um, but the thing, I think the thing that really got me about it is, um, that, you know, the, uh, is that this one did feel very sexual, but in like an uncomfortable way because it wasn't overtly sexual. It was like suggestive in a, in a way that just made me feel uncomfortable. Like you, like sort of like the faces she's making. Seem very like sensual, and she's sort of like.
1: Hold on, give me this. Lightly, like, have to give the name of this video again.
0: The ears with like a single finger. It's called twintastic ASMR Tilda close up ear nomming comma whispers ampersand kisses mouth emoji.
1: Oh my goodness! I'm looking at it now. Let um, me tell you. But that...
0: yeah, it's just. It's just it's very sexual, but in like a very subtle way. And there's just some sort of like
1: oh, man, there's a lot of binaural like... stuff going on here.
0: <laughs> like it just it just <laughs> feels like I shouldn't be part of it. I I don't know, I can't quite put it into words, but it just it made me so uncomfortable watching this video. Oh wow. Um Very effective, again, like great binaural effects and everything, but God, it made me so uncomfortable. Like, I thought it was kind of over the, like, weirdness that some people feel with intentional ASMR videos, where, like, they feel like it, they're kind of intruding on, like, an intimate setting that they shouldn't be. And, like, I don't really get that for most ASMR videos, especially now, like, having watched so many. But this one, like, something about it really set me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to force myself to watch some of her other videos to see if, like, they also do it for me or okay. not. Um it does I mean, appear like, that I, the
1: um, having like sort of two people, one on each side, sort of stroking things simultaneously is a common thing. Just on the sidebar, I'm seeing Pelagia did it, Jellybean ASMR did it.
0: Oh, I'm other videos of oh, right. that thing. Yeah, there are definitely some other people who did. Heather Feather has sort one.
1: Thing. So, man, yeah. I can recognize ASMR artists now, John. That's that's how many chops I've got.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we are making progress to becoming. Uh, good at talking about ASMR or be knowledgeable about ASMR. Like I've gotten way better uh about just sort of giving people a quick blurb about what ASMR is. Because anytime I mention someone that I do a podcast about ASMR, I have to explain what ASMR is.
1: Give me um, that blurb, John. Yeah, we like give me your tight thirty. What's no, ASMR? No,
0: I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> and then the other video I wanted to talk about was Philobi um, haircut roleplay ASMR. Oh, you don't uh, want to save that our... for a main quest? Um, uh, I suppose we could. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you want to save it for a main quest? Because I, I I could.
1: Um. Well, it's got... Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched this particular video yourself yet? Oh, I have, John. I've watched it a couple of times. I, I kept on meaning to bring it up. Okay. Um, but
0: yeah, it was tweeted at us uh, by one of our followers a little while ago, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't actually get around to watching it until recently.
1: Mm-hmm. One of our followers, uh, who was actually the person who made the video, <laughs> um, I don't think he's caught up yeah. with the show right now, though, so it's fine. We can sort of talk smack about him, Matt, Jonathan. All right. What I like is how this, this video has 111 views and three likes and 3 unlikes. <laughs> yeah. I just love to think like the who are the three people who were, managed to find this <laughs> and weren't on board. It's a great
0: question. Uh so yeah, again uh to fill in the listeners um the video is floppy haircut roleplay ASMR uh by YouTuber Jonathan Stroud. Um so uh I I I found um I thought the cinematography on this video was pretty poor.
1: Um, I do just want to button I... in and say so you called him um YouTuber Jonathan Stroud. I'm not sure that, that would work because he much like yourself um has one of those names where a much more famous person has that very same name. Oh really? Yeah, Jonathan Stroud was the writer of the Bartimaeus um, trilogy of young adult books. That oh, did which not that person that. was a fan of growing up. I don't think I ever read them. Hmm. Yeah, I'll check them out sometime. Jonathan, he right. worked really hard on them. Um, much like he worked hard <laughs> on this Floby haircut roleplay ASMR video. Uh, yeah, I, I, felt, I,
0: I felt this video was, uh, was very lazy. I thought the cinematography goodness. was poor. Oh, um, well. I don't think he invested in good camera equipment. Nor do I think he invested in a good mic. But um, what I like about this clearly video attempts...
1: is that it's not only a vertical video... But it's maybe the most vertical video I've ever seen. Like, that's not that's not normal vertical video dimensions, right? You're right, it is like, like very narrow. It is even narrower than average. Like, I'm looking at this thing, a solid five sixth of the YouTube play box is just black. <laughs> yeah. And he did not do
0: the thing that a lot of people will do where they like sort of have a like the same image blurred out on the sides to just sort of fill the space. It is just black. Mm-hmm. um he definitely tries a couple times in this video to make it binaural uh he fails um because he did not invest in a quality microphone <laughs> uh it, it is recording in mono
1: well you can uh, have binaural mono no no you, you, you can't well yes you're right about that i'm not sure what <laughs> I was. i was trying to come up with some argument for why you could but then it's it's yeah, sort of no. It time. needs to be stereo. Yeah, it does. It's sort of the that's sort of like the prerequisite. I would yeah, sort of like trick somebody into thinking it was it was binaural with mono.
0: I, I don't
1: think so. No, probably oh. not. No, I, I think it, it just does not work.
0: Um, I, I I did find it enjoyable. I, I thought it was a uh, a pretty amusing video. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, the, this uh this a s m artist um much more much more handsome than i would have expected uh you know a, a handsome man i didn't- didn't anticipate that
1: uh i'm sure he'll be pleased about that
0: <laughs> well i mean all I know about him is that he's like a computer science grad student, so i had to assume
1: well hold on John. i'm a computer science grad student
0: <laughs> exactly yeah.
1: I will say a little blurb. I regularly get my hair cut by Jonathan via this self same Floby. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so it does actually like work. I guess. Does
0: he cut his own hair with it? Yep. Wow. Yeah. I, I've never used or seen a Floby in real life. I until I met can't Jonathan. Really... Neither did I. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Um I, I did learn uh, from watching this video that it is uh, sort of a, a, a hellish device.
1: Well, um, it's essentially a vacuum cleaner that sucks up your hair, and then there's some little trimmers at at a, a point in the vacuum process that'll sort of shave off your hair up to that. Length. Yeah, so well, you are, the I mean, trimmers are a vacuum cleaner.
0: The trimmers are sort of very scary looking and not really all that well protected, um, but also it's just a very loud machine. Someone would even uh, say
1: as loud as a vacuum,
0: which is yeah. What it when, is. when you're, it's not really the the type of machine that you want in an ASMR video. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um. Anyway, uh, that's the end of my uh, side quests. I don't know if you had anything.
1: Well, I've got a pretty exciting side quest for you, John. Um, yeah. So as our uh, as our longtime listeners are no doubt aware, we on this show draw a lot of inspiration from uh gary vaynerchuk the um host of the thunder show <laughs> God damn it. i just want to sort of fill people in first off john i want you um to sort of look at the chat window here and i want you to click yeah on i did I see
0: sent. this image you sent me the you've got to have the chops you've
1: got to have... now john was i right to call out this image
0: it is very weird it's it a is very, very silly weird
1: image I think it's sort of interesting, actually, that this image is, um, so, so much like a landscape ratio. You know, so long and thin, (laughs) or long and short. Whereas Jonathan's video was extra tall and narrow. I'm moving on to the main quest. (laughs) I just want to say, it turns out he's actually a a somewhat well known guy. Okay. He's moderately well known, I would say. He's worth 160 million dollars. He's an investor. Damn. He got his start in the wine business. Um, okay. He grew his family's wine business from three million to 60 million dollars. And he's a big digital marketing fella. Um, nowhere on his Wikipedia page does it mention the Thunder Show of which he is the host. So, and
0: uh, does it does it mention anywhere on his Wikipedia page uh, that he is an ASM artist or a uh, thought leader in the ASMR community or anything about
1: ASMR well he's tangentially a thought leader in the ASMR community because he is a thought leader for thought leaders in the ASMR community to wit us <laughs> uh,
0: so for our main quest this week listeners uh, we read I tried a spot treatment designed to produce the tingly feeling of ASMR by Julie Beck
1: from The Atlantic mm-hmm. and what a tight title that one was <laughs> I really, just right from the get-go, Julie Beck is really delivering the hard punches to let you know that this is, uh, is going to be something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so after that uh, disparaging
0: remark, do you want to uh, share how you felt about this article, Oh,
1: well, that was a fine article. It basically okay. was Julie Beck um, describing um, her and her friend's experience going to a sort of I'll say more than sort of very odd-sounding, I guess, art installation or spa treatment thing in New York. Yeah. uh, Where you basically have a real-life ASMR done to you. Um, You go to this very disparagingly described location, um, (laughs) a very murdery-sounding apartment building. (laughs) um, And then these people will sort of poke you and prod you and brush you and whisper in your ears.
0: So it's one of the sort of interesting things about it is that it is attempting to recreate the experiences in a ASMR video rather than like attempting to recreate just what would naturally be a experience you might have in real life that would trigger ASMR, um, which I think is an important distinction because in many but not all cases, ASMR videos are attempting to recreate real-life experience um, and then this is then attempting to mimic the videos both for like the real-life experiences and the experiences that are clearly very like um, contrived uh, such as you know tapping on various objects or using the uh, soft or, or using different objects to create sort of uh, sounds that would trigger ASMR uh, or using soft objects to sort of brush someone or something. Well. It, you, you're, you're, I, I couldn't tell from your face if you were like, about to say something. or. Well, so what's uh, happened it,
1: is I'm looking at the... Because uh, the, the place that they went was Whisper Lodge, which yeah, I guess but... they, do, they do a variety of these sorts of things. And so now I'm on the Whisper Lodge website. And
0: yeah, I signed up for their mailing list because I do want to know about the next one that they do and I do want to try to go if possible.
1: Oh my goodness. Just taking a trip to New York City. I mean that would really be the ultimate ASMR quest experience, wouldn't it?
0: It really would. Um I mean hopefully they would they'll do one in like Boston or something. Uh but if not, I think it's fairly cheap to get to New York from Boston. Yeah, you
1: can just take a bus.
0: Yeah, I, mean, how I think they're there's, there's like some...
1: always advertising, like one dollar. Yeah.
0: Or the Chinatown buses, I think, are super fucking cheap too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be. That, I mean, that would be an almost ASMR experience in and of itself. Just getting on one of those super crowded double decker, incredibly dangerous buses. Wait, are the mega bus buses? Yeah. Are they dangerous? Um, well, I mean, they're they're certainly more dangerous than any other form of transit on. Uh, just in general, actually, maybe they are pretty dangerous. Not like oh, in an objective not know sense. It's not like, you know, 10% of them crash or anything. It's just, they uh, do okay. have a, as you might expect from a an enormous discount bus chain. Uh, <laughs> safety is maybe not their number one priority. Mm. Uh, yep. Most of
0: my busing, or like long distance busing experiences have been with Peter Pan, which I think I've been pretty happy with them for the most part. They have pretty nice buses. Hmm. Uh, and they're not too expensive most of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Just one thing I do want to point out about Whisper Lodge. So there's there's a team of four people. Um, there's two of the ones, that are, the two that are talked about in the article, Andrew Hockner uh, and Melinda Lau. They're both co-creators. Mm-hmm. There's also Steph Singer, a co-founder and consultant. And yep. there's uh, another person, Chia Lin Kwa, who's a design lead. Uh, and I think two things yeah. that I like about that are uh-huh. you've got two co-creators and one co-founder.
0: Yeah, that is a, a fun title or an interesting distinction.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then the other person is t- is just a design lead. And I don't know. I mean, I get that. Like when you're a when you're a startup, basically everybody can be an executive. But <laughs> it's sort of funny when everyone's an executive, right? When everyone's a lead or a, a co-founder. Yeah,
0: like that's true. Although I, I have heard rumors that. There are some, like, large companies where that's also sort of the case. I forgot which one it is, but I think there's, like, one of the big banks, like, basically every corporate employee is, like, a VP of
1: something. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. I'd love to be, like, a VP of, <laughs> I don't know. Citizens? All right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's try to become uh, a big bank.
0: Okay. One. Yeah, no, I I think it's like, eh, it doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, so, yeah, this definitely sounded like a pretty cool experience. Um, I don't know that there's anything um, in the article uh, that I found particularly interesting that was not, like, specifically related to the uh, Whisper Lodge experience. So I guess we're essentially just going to talk about Whisper Lodge uh, more so than the article itself. Um, although, actually, no, there were a couple of quotes towards the end that I found interesting. Um, I'll see if I can find those. Uh, I would have taken the time to do this before we recorded, uh, but I forgot. And also, I didn't have a lot of time because Ian uh, told me sort of last minute that he had very little time. Uh, so I'm just calling him out publicly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I gave you two hours heads up, John.
0: You did not. Well, you gave me... Not quite two hours, heads up, as to when you needed to be done.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, I Which like, at that point,
0: generous. I was on my way home with no ability to, like, make myself I'm get too. home any faster. But,
1: John, did you ask the conductors if they could maybe go a little faster or skip a few stops? No! You didn't even try, John. What's the worst that could have happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they could have, like, kicked me off the train or something, Probably. Or potentially even gotten me arrested, depending on like the severity. So what can you of, uh, for
1: asking my to attempts
0: to uh, get them to stop? Well, so I mean, I wasn't like in the same car as them. So what I would have had to do would be like press the emergency button that lets you talk to the conductor. There's an which, emergency button
1: that lets you talk to the conductor on these things.
0: Yeah, in case someone's like having a medical emergency. Oh. In one of the cars or something.
1: Or maybe in case um, somebody has to get home a little early to uh, record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> sure what, was, what if you would hit that button so you were connected sort of with the front, and then you heard your own voice and you realized that the conductor was listening to the latest ASMR Quest <laughs> <press> podcast.
0: <laughs> the conductor is one of the, like, hundred downloads we get per episode. <laughs>
1: Just all I'm saying, John, is, you know, you miss every shot you don't take. Wayne <laughs> Gretzky. As uh, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk would say, John, you <laughs> got to have the chance. Who? Do? Oh, okay. <laughs> Might not be his name. I, I've, I've forgotten it. All
0: right. <laughs> um, oh, God, I... You distracted me, and so I still haven't found this
1: quote. Uh, God, this is such a
0: like tight professional podcast here. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what I think I like most about it is just the the degree of professionalism. But no, John, we got it. We're staying on track, right?
0: Oh yeah, okay. I found it. Um, so here is the quote that I I wanted to share. Um, this is from. This is a quote, or this is Andrew being quoted here. Uh, He said, I think the role that you're playing when you're watching an ASMR video or when you're experiencing a Whisper Lodge scene is somewhat childlike. In that you're receiving something. You're being allowed to not have any responsibility. You're being cared for. And there's these different role plays that are in ASMR videos and also in Whisper Lodge, such as the doctor to the patient or the mother to the child or teacher to the student. Um... I specifically the just the the initial um, statement there that uh, it's when you're experiencing an ASMR video or uh, whisper lodge scene, uh, you're taking on a somewhat childlike role. Uh, I, I, I found that pretty interesting and it definitely resonated with me. Um, I think I've uh, sort of alluded to that before, talking about how a lot of uh, things that trigger ASMR for me do sort of remind me of being a small child being, like, sort of comforter, comforted by my parents or uh, sort of laying on their lap, and stroking my head, something like that. Mm. Um, so it was, I don't know, it was just sort of... It, it was uh, nice to see someone else expressing similar sentiments.
1: Yeah. I think that it's interesting that you talk about how, for you, ASMR is a sort of childlike experience. Um, I mean, if you're sort of looking at yourself right now, John... Uh, I would say that you are dressed um, very much like one would expect a small child or, (laughs) dare I say, a baby to dress. (laughs) 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 And that you are not wearing... And I can only assume you are not wearing pants. That is true. Well,
0: Ian, as I told you before, um, it rained very, very hard for like 20 minutes today. And 10 of those minutes were while I was walking home outside. So as soon as I got home, I had to take off my completely drenched clothes
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, towel off and that I did not want to put on new clothes mm-hmm. um, but I, I, I did remove my underwear and replace them with a, a different
1: pair is it um, the case that it's rained very hard every time that we've recorded because actually you know sort of looking back no it, I, I only have an excuse today mm-hmm, yeah. the rest of the time I just do it because I like it I'm not saying I live it's bad. Alone, I'm saying that sort it's sort of it, it is like you're recording it in a childlike state of nudity <laughs> that's fair mm-hmm. that's
0: of almost nudity an interesting
1: parallel also the the other person so i mean there's there's another quote shortly after that by melinda who's also talking about mm-hmm. ASMR um which she says i think for me the central idea is that everyday objects have a latent potential to affect us in ways that are beyond like this is just a cup for me to drink we can appreciate things for their sounds and textures it's almost like they are alive they have this secret life I don't know. I just thought that was a very interesting way to put it.
0: Um, yeah. I, I don't know necessarily, like, what practical application it has or, like, what it means for ASMR, but I did find it very poetic.
1: Yeah. So just, you know, these are two people who, they engage with ASMR on, I think, a, a deeper level than, than your average Jim and John.
0: Yeah. Similar to us, engaging with ASMR on a deeper level. So I really put in the time and thought about it,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: you know I really can appreciate.
1: So I think what I like about this reading experience, you see, John, I just mm-hmm. gave you a good a good way to sort of cut it in. Sort of it's like a <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> is that the whole time you're reading it, um, the the Atlantic has this pop up bar at the bottom. Um, that, like, has the little share buttons and the mm-hmm. next story. So, like, if you get sick of reading this article partway through, you don't even need to scroll up to bail. <laughs> they're just with you. They're like, we get it. <laughs> I, mean, Yes, but it's also just a way to, like,
0: drive further engagement. Like, if you are sick of this one, they're ready with another one.
1: They sure are. They're what is the next story health, John?
0: Uh, America's health inequality
1: problem. Mm-hmm. That one doesn't sound very ASMR related. It does not. Although,
0: it also does not sound very fun.
1: Oh, do you think, in the future, ASMR will ever be covered by, like, some form of insurance viewed as, like, a valid medical treatment?
0: I, okay, I... I I'm, gl- I'm glad you elaborated, because at first I was not sure what your insurance <laughs> would cover. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, I
1: just covered... I like I, I just write in to um to you know, Aitner, or wh- whoever my insurance is, like I watched thirteen ASMR videos this month. And <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, we gotcha
0: They send you fifty bucks.
1: Well oh, no, not fifty bucks. The cost of streaming those thirteen videos. Maybe maybe they pay for your uh, internet service. Possibly but only as much as like you use to stream the video. So like if you watch mm. an hour over the course of a month they pay for you know, whatever percentage that is of the whole month.
0: That could be. I don't know. I would kind of prefer that they just pay my entire internet bill. Mm-hmm. Both because, you know, it would I wouldn't have to pay my internet bill, but also because I think that um, you know, if insurance companies had to deal with uh telecom companies, that they would like that there might actually be some sort of legislation to make telecom companies less shitty. Oh.
1: And you're talking about sort of two of the canonically shittiest industries in the country, sort of teaming up, right? But it's like if they start,
0: no, I don't, I don't think they're teaming up. I think they're butting heads. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's true. They'd be butting heads. I just feel like it. You would get into it. Would it would be? An, I think that something bad would happen, John. I think it would probably be the end of us all. I don't know.
0: I may it, possibly, but it could also be like the one force. Like insurance companies might be the one force that could do something about telecom companies it's
1: true what happens when the you know irresistible force meets an unmovable object john is it exactly is it sort of well, like, An un-
0: unstoppable force meets a immovable object
1: irresistible works just as well
0: <laughs> it's just <laughs> the, this unmovable object is just so attracted to this irresistible force it it wants to move closer it wants to get in bed but it
1: no, it's like just, I, just, I just, I just, if w- you look at irresistible fo, it'll autocomplete irresistible force. It, there's a, there's a Wikipedia page, the irresistible force paradox. John, as a valid phrasing of the paradox. That's a
0: weird and dumb phrasing of the paradox.
1: Uh, what do you mean? It's just, it's, 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 a force which cannot be resisted. Hence, an irresistible force. Unstoppable is just better. It is called the unstoppable force paradox as well. Um, you know, unstoppable is probably a more natural way to frame it. Um. It's so much
0: more natural.
1: I don't know. When I was saying it, just off the top of my head... It's irresistible an irresistible remote. force. It just
0: sounds like it's a very sexy, irresistible force.
1: Yeah, I can see where you're coming from there. Which does, again, I think make a lot of sense for the ASMR context that we're operating under. <laughs>
0: God damn it!
1: And on that note, I think that I need to head out. So, John, what I'm going to do yeah. is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop recording on my end and you tie things up neatly. Maybe have a funny, okay. healthy corner all by yourself and i'll be excited to see how this one closes out i might actually even check this one out john so i want you to right. an extra effort
0: okay we will do okay um i'm good so Sounds i'm also good. gonna
1: say stay tingly here uh and then you add that into the very end of the podcast as if i've come back
0: just to say stay tingly. okay <laughs> stay Sounds tingly
1: good.
0: bye again Alright, uh, so listeners, Ian is gone now. Um, well, he stopped recording. He still was talking to me on Skype for a second, which is slightly distracting. Um, so Ian uh, told me to do the Arthur Corner by myself. Um, I kind of already planned for this episode not to really do an Arthur Corner because I knew Ian had to leave. Um, so I was just going to, to throw in a quick little um, reference to Arthur uh, after Ian said stay tingly. Um, so I think maybe what I'll do is I'll just sort of do our inventory management and then I'll, uh, throw in that little Arthur reference and, uh, in post after I, you know, uh, edit Ian saying stay tingly in. Um, and then, uh, well, I guess really what would have been sort of the important part there would be Ian's reaction because Ian would have thought like, Oh, finally, John forgot about the Arthur corner this week. And then right at the end there, I, I sl- I slip it in right when he thinks it's over. Right when he thinks I've forgotten it and I missed a week, but um, I guess we're, we're not actually going to get his reaction. So that's kind of a you know the the, the tragedy of this episode. Um, but in any case, uh, thanks for joining us again this week, listeners. You can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at ASMR underscore Quest. You can email us at ASMRquesting at gmail.com. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Please tell your friends that uh, about us. And uh, we'll see you again next week. And now here's where Ian's going to say, stay tingly. And now this is when I would have said, uh, when I would have thrown in the Arthur uh, reference uh, had Ian still been here. This is where I would have said something like, um, you've got to listen to your heart. Listen to the beat, listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street. Open up your eyes, open up your ears. Get together and make things better by working together. It's a simple message and it comes from the heart. Believe in yourself. Well, that's the place to start. Stay tanky, listeners.